Let's try a thought experiment. Imagine for a moment what companies must have been like before the advent of marketing as a recognized discipline. There were no chief marketing officers, no product marketing or brand managers as we recognize them. There was no way to get promoted on the strength of your marketing skills alone. Back then, everyone, and so in truth, no one, was responsible for what we now call marketing, advertising, sales collateral, even product management. There's a reason why marketing is now considered an essential component of virtually every organization. It demands excellence, and somebody needs to be in charge of it. The same goes for every other vital function, engineering, finance, IT, supply chain, HR, legal. In the typical organizational structure, who's in charge of grappling with uncertainty, unlocking unexpected and dramatic new forms of growth and impact, translating research insights into viable products, and harnessing the forces of disruption in the organization? For small organizations, it is clearly the founders. But once an organization grows large enough, the honest answer usually is nobody. But even if there was somebody, what exactly would that person be in charge of? The lack of a system for acting on new ideas is a huge problem for existing corporations that have had decades, sometimes longer, to become encumbered by layers of bureaucracy or hampered by burdensome, this-is-how-we've-always-done-it practices. But the problem is also not all that uncommon in hypergrowth startups. At the end of their incredible expansion, the original employees who personally lived through the early stages of the company's development are vastly outnumbered by the employees who did not, often by a factor of five or ten to one. Imagine where all those hundreds or thousands of new employees used to work. How many do you think were part of the extremely early stages of another successful startup? The law of large numbers says very few. So by growing and hiring, successful startups inadvertently but inevitably transfuse an enormous amount of big company DNA into their company. Then comes the challenge of reorienting these people into a startup culture. And what tools do they have at their disposal? Training, compensation, team structure, physical environment, all the trappings of a traditional organization. The Entrepreneurial Function When I meet with CEOs, I often ask them, who in your organization is responsible right now for the following two things? One, overseeing high-potential growth initiatives that could one day become new divisions of the company. And two, infusing everyday work across the organization with an entrepreneurial, experimental, iterative mindset. Rarely do these responsibilities show up on the org chart. At best, they are a not-exactly-top-priority commitment of one of the existing functional managers, often engineering, marketing, or IT, or even worse, they are everybody's responsibility. Nobody is waking up every day determined to invest in the next generation of entrepreneurial leaders, fight off the forces of disruption or harness them for new growth, and ensure that every person in the organization is seen as a resource for potential new ideas. So it's time to move beyond these half-hearted measures and to see entrepreneurship as a core discipline of a modern company. It has the singular role of being the overseer of the organization's startup DNA, infusing an entrepreneurial mindset and techniques into the whole organization in order to invest in the next generation of innovations on a continuous basis. 
many employees and managers of many functions are trained in the tools and procedures of, for example, finance, like basic budgeting or financial modeling. And finance has an important role in setting the standards that all teams must use to report progress or ask for resources. In most organizations, finance is not in charge of making resource allocation decisions directly. That's left to the executives at Corporate HQ. But the finance folks are responsible for determining how the process unfolds, what information is considered important, how progress is evaluated, and how resources are allocated. One day, entrepreneurship will operate similarly as a dedicated function with its own career path of corporate entrepreneurs and also as a source of widespread basic knowledge responsible for spreading entrepreneurial methods throughout the organization. As we'll see, great entrepreneurs can and should come from anywhere and everywhere within the organization. Great ideas sometimes appear in unexpected places. So the entrepreneurial function has to be integrated into the fabric of the organization very carefully. Modern companies need something more than just another innovation lab. They need something more than R&D and prototyping, something distinct from the secretive skunk works projects of old. They need the ability to consistently and reliably make bets on high-risk, high-reward projects without having to bet the whole company. And they need to find, train, and retain the kinds of leaders who can pull this off. After witnessing and working with many companies, large and small, grappling with this, I believe we should simply call this function entrepreneurship. <laughs>